Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks, and at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello, loves, and welcome back to Vagina Talks. I am Sophia Wiseman, your host, and I am here today with someone very special to me in my life. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, some stuff that I know. Brittany Palacastro is a writer, a yoga teacher of 15 years, and a transformation coach whose mission is to empower women to love themselves fiercely and be themselves unapologetically. That's so real. That is what she's doing. Through her raw and vulnerable blog, The Breakthrough Blog, Brittany challenges social norms through conversations around sex, relationships, and polyamory. Through her summit, Mystic Women Rising, she celebrates the power of women collectively empowering, respecting, and learning from each other. She has been featured in the Huffington Post, Origin and Mantra Magazine, Women You Should Know, Elephant Journal, and several, several podcasts. Brittany also is super fucking fun and a dear treasure beast on a dance floor, a massive fan of Beyonce and a, uh, and a, a landscape, like a, a, a 
beautiful embodied being who uses her life and her work and her own healing as a, as an exposed landscape to lift the burdens on other people's hearts by knowing that they're not alone and that, uh, and that there's resources out there. And she, uh, shares herself as that resource boldly and bravely. And I am grateful for her for that. So Brittany, say hello, come on. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. And thank you for that beautiful introduction. (laughs) Yay. So, oh gosh, it's like where, like we could start so many places and we'll go all the places. What came up for me as I was like reading your body, reading your body right now, reading your (laughs) bio right now, uh, was like this feeling. I'm like such in deep spider medicine, such consciousness weaving spider medicine. And so to feel that, to feel the weaving that you do, you know, using your own self and then also like the summit that you're putting together and the way that you walk in the world is so much about weaving, like weaving and building these connections. And um, yeah, so I don't know. Do you want to say say anything about that? That's like what came up for me. That was like (laughs) the starting point. Sure. I mean, I guess I've never thought of it as a weaving Uh, so I'm sitting with that for a moment of like, huh, I weave. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I do. I relate to that in the sense of, I, I talk a lot about, um, weaving through the tapestry of our own beings, you know, of like each one of us as beings and, you know, what is woven through each one of us, uh, what, you know, whether depending on what we're talking about. Um, and so I think it kind of starts there in recognizing Mm. each one of us as kind of a tapestry and that each one of us has pieces to that tapestry that we can contribute to humanity and to those that we care about and those in our lives. And then, yeah, I, I use my own life as, an example to kind of connect to others uh, in a way that allows them to to recognize that they're not alone and that there's more than one way to live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That That's is, it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is, that is what you do. Uh, I do. Yeah. 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 You know, I, just before we got on, I feel like, I feel like I'm stuck on that, that notion of like, I ask people in the forum and they come out of the vagina talks, like what's the, what's the, what, if your vagina had a superpower and I love it because almost all of my guests are like, if, duh, it does have a superpower. Like whatever their answer is, is always like a, uh, obviously I'm coming on the show cause I know vaginas have superpowers. So I would love to have you share your, as you sat with that question, Brittany, what happened, what happened for you? So yeah, I, I was going to fill it out on the form and I, I went, I skipped over it because I was going to come back to it. And then I forgot to, because I was so stuck on, um, there's still very literal interpretation of that for me. Like I was like, okay, this probably means metaphorically, like 
my vagina is a really good listener. Or my <laughs> she is. She is. Nobody's. Yeah. She is. Yours um, is. You know, or my vagina is like, you know, really brave. Uh, but it was just like my vagina can is a, an amazing comer. Like she can, <laughs> my vagina can come like a champion and her orgasms are amazing. And she can, I'm going to get really graphic, you know, she's a squirter and she just like, she just like, she is messy and she is raw and she is loud and she is like, you know, that's my vagina. And, but like, it, that doesn't feel metaphoric in any way. It feels very literal. Well, and it's funny because you're talking about that. I'm like, it's, you are just talking about you, right? <laughs> Right, you did just describe you, uh, right? Like raw and fierce, and a good listener, and messy, (laughs) squirter, spill. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. cannot be contained. Uh, Thank you for that. And what I, you know, one of the things that I've been saying a lot this winter, one of my teachings has been like the metaphor that's not a metaphor. Yeah. Like it's just literal. It's just literal. It's like when my room is a mess, I'm a mess. Like it's not a metaphor. Like I haven't done laundry in three weeks. Yeah, I'm <laughs> fucking, I haven't done laundry in three weeks. I'm carrying around a lot of fucking dirty laundry. Like it's just the realness, like the realness of our lives, like the, the, not mm-hmm. the metaphor. So I love, it's one of my favorite things is to ask questions, to answer questions that people think are metaphorical questions. Um, it happens a lot. I don't know if you have this experience with coaching too, but it's like, I'll ask them a question and then they'll really try to find like the meaningful answer. And I'm like, no, really? Like, what did you do to take care of yourself today? Like, did you eat breakfast? Like, yeah. are you, are you hydrated? Like, did you get dressed? You know, like, did you stay in your pajamas? Were any of these things like just like the most, you know, the most uh, manifested plane of like, of what that is. Mm. I'm going to like, like weep, weep, weep. I don't even know where that word choice. We can weep. We can weep. We can. <laughs> it's really right there for me. I think Sometimes actually, it's just a thing you need to do. <laughs> uh, I, I could, it's funny. I feel. I'm just gonna go there. It's like, yeah. I'm so. Um, we're recording this podcast uh, mm-hmm. in like 24 hours from now. I'm gonna be on the road again. I'm going to be driving west and mm. I'll be gone for a month plus. I don't actually don't know exactly when I'm coming back. I have some things. I have some things, right? Go with the, where the wind blows. So um, I'm having all of these experiences of preparation and this like deep, deep, deep understanding of like all, I think a lot of us went really deep this winter. Yes. Like, like, I can oh. speak to that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you want to say more about it? I mean, that felt, you I felt that. Going. I keep going. Okay. You can keep going. I can, I can speak to that after for yeah, sure. It's, it was deep. It was deep. And it was, it was, when I say dark, I mean like silent, like without illumination, uh, without form, like a formless, uh, past the nothing. It was, so spacious. And, and in that space, I knew there was no returning to who I was. It was, it was an end. It was the end. It was, it was this completion of, of a way of walking on the planet. And like, this is the weep. Like, it's like, there it is. It's like, 
Like, it's just, and what a mercy. Like, thank goodness we're done. Like, fuck. <laughs> right? Like, the, Absolutely. it's just like, and so many um, chains, right? Like, this, mm. just these chains falling off just falling off like chain by chain by chain these like suffocations this feeling of like going out into that nothingness and this deep soul commitment of like as I come back in and I take form and I express myself and I basically interacted with like four people for about three months (laughs) like I really like I I did not it was and so much so that it like surprised me when I was like wow I really like went in really went in and um And I, it was like, when I go, when I come out, I'm not picking up those things. I'm not picking those chains back up. I'm not. And I feel so exhilarated, so fulfilled, like filled with self. And they're coming and, and, and they're shifting the waves, but like, oh, the terror, like the terror of like, who will I be if I'm not burdened? Who will I be if I'm not repressed? Like, who will I be if I'm not pleasing? Like, who, who, you know, I like to say, I, I don't aim to ple- please, but I do aim to pleasure, right? Ooh. So like, sh- <laughs> shifting <laughs> this like notion and, and this deep, so that's, that's, that's it's like that word weep when I'm like, what is right there? And it's like, it's that, it's, it's a weep of gratitude. I was writing about it the other day and I was like, it's such a full grief and such a full celebration. And the idea that those things are somehow different or separate is even fallen away because it's just this deep acknowledgement. It's just this deep, massive acknowledgement that is celebratory and mourning. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I've, you know, I've experienced grief was a big theme for me over the fall and the winter and you know, I, I think we all experience grief from time to time in different ways. Uh, but for me, the grief that I experienced recently was really, it felt new for me mm-hmm. um, in the form of, of loss, of mourning a breakup. And there was just something, there was something about it that it wasn't just that I was mourning a breakup, but I was mourning what that symbolized and what that symbolized was it was time for me to let go of a very, very big piece of myself mm-hmm. that had shown up in relationships the same way for like 20 years. And that was, you know, the, the breakup was a, was the start, was the, you know, the launching pad for me to go so deeply into myself. Mm. It, even if I say this, I, it's crystallizing that, you know, that it wasn't just about the grief of that. It was about the, it was about the, the pain of recognizing how I showed up in certain mm. ways. And not that I showed up in, I was bad or a horrible person. It wasn't that it was mm. more, it was more, how I harmed myself just by continuously, continuously playing the same role over and over and over again. And that, you know, it speaks to me when you say like, okay, like these things, like I have changed and I'm 
seeing those changes in such literal ways and such like, I'm like, Oh, like I'm not acting the same way anymore. Uh-uh. Like, it's like, you know, you can, you could, I can say like, Oh, I've changed. And Oh, I really went through this. Uh, but then I have to, for me at least, like it helps to be like, okay, let me actually see if that's true. <laughs> right. How am I doing anything differently? Like, this like, change? am I really? Right. Let me actually put myself back into the situations that caused Woo! me to feel these things. Like, uh-huh, you know, at least uh-huh. a little bit, and let me see how I'm showing up. And so that has been a process, and it's still one that is that is um, can beginning to unfold. But I'm like, wow, I'm. Mm. I'm different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I felt that in really big ways this, um, in these past like six months, like big. So I feel you. Yeah. I've been having those experiences of like, that just came out of my mouth. Like, yeah. and, and like, like, holy shit. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, like I say a thing and then I'm like, wow, it's not just that I said the thing, but like how I felt when I said it. Cause I feel like yeah. you can relate this to this. And I like, I know a lot of my listeners too have that like brave, audacious, like, even when I tried to conform, I didn't do it very well kind of experience. You know what <laughs> sure. I mean? Like I, to various degrees, I like epically failed. Like I just like, I didn't try very hard. And when I did try, it really didn't work. Um, which well, I'm, I will, I will say to that, if I can, please. that I actually conformed for a while. Tell me. In a good way. Not in a good way. Um, like effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I actually, um, I, I conformed, I was a good girl and uh-huh. follow the rules for a very long time. Uh-huh. And so that piece actually for <sighs> me, now I don't, but for a very long time, I did. I was, I was the good girl. I was the Catholic girl. I was, mm. you know, for the past, I'd say 10 years, I've been slothing off the layers of what that looks like, but there's still pieces of that for me that are still very, that remain that I work with on a regular basis, mm. it's only been in the last couple of years that I have firmly uh, rejected a lot of, of pieces of my upbringing mm. to the, to the extent that I have, I've been rejecting them for about 10 years, but it's the last couple years has been me really standing up and saying, okay, wait, like, no, this is really these things don't fit for me anymore and they haven't fit for a while. And I know that, but like, I'm actually really recognizing the effect that they have on my psyche, on my body, on my shame and on all of these things. And so, because for so long I was just following those rules and not, not living the way that because I didn't know any better. It wasn't that I knew. I just didn't know. I was just like, this is how you do it. Right. And so, yeah, the past like 10 years, five years, two years have been this coming home into a space of really living authentically. And I just feel so grateful that uh, my life has taken me into a direction that has kind of just shown me what that means and what that looks like. Yeah. I so appreciate you saying that for two reasons, and I'm going to have you say more about this in a second. One mm-hmm. is the way in which it's like, I sucked at conforming in so many ways, but I also am just now having, I mean, even having this moment, like in this podcast, of like, is this the podcast where I admit that I like 
really have taken another lover. Like I still, it's like I mm-hmm. broke up. I like my marriage ended a year ago and I still have these waves of being like, am I allowed to talk about the fact that I might be near someone else's genitals? Like I like yeah. have these like waves and it's like, wow, yeah. like, okay. So it's like the imprinting of like, even as the most radical, the like depth of like the programming and the, you know, like all of that. So just the, in that spectrum. And then also knowing, I'm thinking of one person in particular of just like, I work with a lot of like people in recovery of like shaming religions and shaming households, be it a Catholic household or a military household or any sure. other like, you know, religion that has that kind of body shaming or sex control or even like role determination. Like you're like, however you're told to be, um, is I think I think that's one of the major tools of oppression. So I'd love to yes. hear you talk a little bit more about this these past two years. This like this real sure. sloughing because I I know I know a lot of people have that experience of being like I want to let it go, but like like one of the things that are coming is coming to mind for me is like let's see where this question is. It's something around like are there things that you didn't know you wanted, like that were so oh, yes. like, like, look at that. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Things yeah. I didn't know I wanted. How much time do you have? <laughs> yeah. We, this is the, this is the moment. Just go. Yeah. Wherever, wherever that's striking you, whatever you want to say about all that. I want to uh, hear it. You know, because your audience doesn't necessarily know my journey. I feel like it's, it's helpful to just touch upon kind of 10 years ago, which happens to have been coincidental. I think not my Saturn returns. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, when I was about, I was 20, well, was, I was 28, going to be 29. And that was everything changed. And that was when I, I started to question everything that I was being fed Mm. Um, I, I had fundraised, uh, this money for the save a challenge and wound up going to Cambodia and did some work in Cambodia and for a couple of weeks. And I came back, it was a really intense experience. We went to the killing fields. We went to the, um, S 21, um, prison camps and really we, uh, you know, we're bearing witness to, uh, genocide that was not that far removed. And so the energy was, was palpable. And I came back from that and I was rocked in like every way possible. And I noticed that like, so until that point I was, I was teaching yoga for probably, I don't know, five or six years at that point, but I was living this kind of double life of like, I was a yoga teacher and I was kind of spiritual, but I was also, um, partier, which is fine to be a partier. That's fine. But I wasn't doing it in a conscious way for myself. You know, I was drinking, uh, to numb out and to, um, not, not with an intention. I think that we can drink and, and be recreational in an intentional way. I really do. Um, I was not, uh, I was engaging with men at the time, men that were, um, just not honoring me at all. Mm -hmm. And there was this game of needing to, my worthiness was tied up in all of that and my sexuality and my sex and all of that stuff needing Mm -hmm. to be one of the most beautiful and desired women in the room and all of that shit. And so that's where I was. And, you know, when I, when I got back from there, I, there was from Cambodia, I was like, I don't want to 
I didn't feel like drinking. I didn't feel like watching TV. I didn't feel like being around the people that are around. And I remember I had like a, um, I had a bachelorette party that I was like running. I was organizing that while I was in Cambodia, like seeing all this, like there was all this drama around. I was like, Oh my God, this is such bullshit. (laughs) But you know, I, so I came back and I wound up like having to put this, it was such a contrast. And I started to notice that I, you know, I started to go back into these habits that were just a part of me because everyone around me was, was that. And, and my friendships were, they were supportive but there was a toxicity toxicity to them, and there wasn't like I look at my friendships now, and they were nothing like they were then, and or vice versa. And after that, I, I decided to take a bigger step. Like I felt like I needed to do something bigger to thrust me into this what was feeling like a different way of being. And so I I said I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna travel. I'm gonna raise more money. I'm gonna do this kind of project where I go to different places. I connect with the people. And I, um, I connect with their dances and all of this. I call it the humanitarian dance experience and I raised a bunch of money and I went and, um, and that was when all the people in my life started to like rebel. Like they were all just like, mm-hmm. Whoa, like she's really serious. Like now she's not drinking and now she's going away for four months. Like, Holy shit. Like she's what the fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and so that was when I started to, and they rebelled in like some mean ways. There was some stuff that happened. And so that mm-hmm. was when everything started to shift for me, like in really, really big ways. And so that was my first kind of big shift of being like, Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to live differently. And that was more around like my friendships, more away around the, the way that I perceived myself, uh, and my relationships, uh, with, men right at the time. And also the way that I, I was integrating all the pieces of myself. I felt that I was starting to become more whole again or not again, because, well, yeah, again, because we're whole when we're born. (laughs) And so that all happened. And then I would say in the last, you know, and I, you know, I've been living with like that and kind of evolving in that way. Mm -hmm. And then I would say about, two and a half years ago that went deeper. It's Mm. been going deeper, but that went deeper when my, um, partner of seven and a half years and I, well, at that point it was five, uh, decided to open up our relationship and become, um, you know, ethically non-monogamous, which eventually became polyamorous because I recognized that what I really wanted was relationships and not just sex. And so that, was a massive shift for me because with that brought a lot of unconventional ways of being, which up until that point, I, I was living unconventionally in some ways. I didn't have a nine to five job and my relationship with alcohol changed. And, you know, I was, I was definitely trying to live as consciously as possible, but I was still following many rules. Like I wanted to get married and I wanted to have kids and I, was identified at that point as being a straight woman and, you know, all of these things. And so within the last two and a half years, all of that shit has been (laughs) on his fucking head. (laughs) Like, whoa. (laughs) And so that for me has, (laughs) you know, that to me is like, okay, now 
I am no longer, I, it's not only that I'm like living authentically, but like, I am not following so many rules Mm. and it has been really challenging for me to push against so many rules that I'm just assumed by looking, by looking at me. Now people oftentimes just assume that I'm a certain way. Like for example, when uh, my husband and I did get married in um, September, which Sophia was an amazing magical part of. And, but, you know, we didn't get legally married. We decided to have a beautiful ritual and ceremony. And, and I didn't feel like I needed that legal document because that is not what it was about for me. And, you know, some of the terms and terminology around that even is, um, just not for me. And so, you know, so there's that. And then, you know, afterwards I mentioned that the, you know, going through a breakup, uh, four days later, <laughs> my <laughs> four days after I got married, my four days, my, um, did I mention that it was, it was, it was four days. Four days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, <laughs> I, my partner and I have a year and a half broke up. And so, and it was, as I already mentioned, devastating for me, devastating. And so, you know, all these people would see me and be like, oh my God, you just got married. You must be so happy. And I, I was like, I'm not, I'm miserable. I'm grieving because yeah, other things are happening, <laughs> you know, and there were some people I could say that to, and I could tell it made them uncomfortable <laughs> because people want to feel comfortable around yeah. each other. Oftentimes it's mm-hmm. like, we, how are you? I'm great. Awesome. I don't really want to hear how you are. That's why I just asked that because now I have to go. I have shit to do. I don't have time to hold space for you and how you're really. And so that's a lot of times what happened. And so, you know, I was like, I'm, I had to be like either like, yeah, yay. Most of the time I didn't though. Most of the time I was like, I told them what was up. And then there was that moment of, discomfort, whether it was my projection of it or theirs or who knows, because we project all over everything. Gems in this, but yeah. And so that's just an example of, of feeling like, wow, I didn't do that. Quote unquote, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's not how it was supposed to be done. I was supposed to get married. I was supposed to be really happy afterwards. Uh-huh. Fuck my brains out and do all of these things because that's what people do. And that's not what I did. And it took me months to come to terms with that mm. and to recognize that that doesn't mean that my relationship with my husband, now I'm embracing that term, uh, <laughs> that my husband is fucked or doomed or wrong or the way, or that we don't, that our marriage isn't amazing and that our commitment to each other, like it doesn't mean any of those things, Mm -hmm. but it took me months to acknowledge that and really own that for myself. And even moving up to us, having this ceremony, there was like, Oh my God, I'm in love with someone else while I'm about to get married to, to this man like, whoa, this is really like, what does this mean? There's so much of this. What does this mean if I am this way? Because it doesn't seem like that's how I am quote unquote supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. Thanks. 
You're welcome. Yeah, I did. I wanted to hear all of those things. Thanks mm-hmm. for saying them. Cool. Yeah. You know, it's so... Like hearing, listening to my body, I feel like I'm hearing three different tones in myself right now. My womb, my heart, and my head. So I'm going to just... You know, one of the things that I want to say was, um, for me, going through my divorce, because I loved being married. Yeah. You know this. I loved being married. Fucking Kim is the shit. I loved being married. We had an awesome marriage. It's true. It's true. She's awesome. Uh, Saw her last night at Sam's show. It was so good. Oh. It was so good. The show was so good. Uh, Samantha Rise, the person who introduces this podcast, this is I'm Samantha Rise, and this is Vagina Talks. Uh, she's an incredible musician and and, she and had, human uh, being and bodhisattva and messenger of the truth and magic medicine maker. So just oh talk goodness. about Sam for a minute. Just stop everything. That's how I feel on a regular just, basis. Can we just stop everything and talk about Samantha Rise? Because I, I, I feel like that too. <laughs> I, I feel like that too. Yeah. Yeah. What's really important right now is that everybody understands how amazing and what a gift to her presence is on this planet. Uh, so good. I'm glad that I'm glad that happened. Um, but, but going through what I was saying was going through the divorce process. I really the the way that the legal documents were formed, the process that I had to go through. That's how I feel about it. That's really how I feel about it. Um, thanks love you're welcome yeah uh uh, was like i was like you this system had no idea what i was doing not my marriage i mean that was the thing it was like i had to go through a process of just being like and say things that i didn't mean sign legal documents with statements that i was like this is not true like Mm -hmm. like it's 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 fundamentally holding a paradigm and and the languaging and the design of it that's so transparent about property about ownership um it was i was like i could i love ceremony i'll ceremony all day i'll ceremony with people i'll all the things you know so i was like i'm down to like do some ceremony with some people but like i really don't know about a legal marriage without some real changes um in the system so you know that that was just really interesting because i really appreciated that shift in your choice um at the timing of it especially because i had that experience of just being like yeah i was like yeah it's like going into it it's like i don't know it's like a lot of things where it's like on your way out sometimes you get a different perspective on a thing you know it's like, Absolutely. Right? Like the front doors look really different than like actually what they were hung on. It was like I saw mm. the architecture from the inside on my way out and was like, I'm not walking through those doors again, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. That was like really my experience. And, and, you know, that question of what is partnership? What are we doing with people? One of the biggest things that I think about like over and over again in my like dismantling of my own codependence and coming into my autonomous relationship with myself, not making other people responsible for my happiness or well-being or sexual satisfaction or relationship with God or anything, really, hmm. right? Oh, um, yeah. All That's those, easy. <laughs> sure. Casual, casual, yeah, minute whatever. by minute, fucking <laughs> diligent 
Yes. All of the, like that, right. That whole process. Yes. Um, it's like, and I literally just like, totally, it's like, yeah, I don't even know what I was talking about. That's the whole thing, right? Like, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Actually, every day It's just like, how do I come into, it's like that place of power because, and I was going somewhere, but I have no idea where I was going with it. And what I'm going to say now is, um, oh, total transgental. This is really how I talk. I got a bunch of my work transcribed recently, like just like auto transcribed a bunch of my classes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I had someone actually working on transcription before and they were like, you literally transcribing, you're talking is like, they're like, I literally wrote, transcribed like over three paragraphs that did not have a single completed sentence. <laughs> like, <laughs> like whatever, learn how to do, this is what I do. This is so. it. It's just, it's transmission <laughs> style. It's yeah. different. Oh, a lover of mine the other day said, you speak in poetry. It's like, Mrr. thanks, boo. Thanks, boo. That is probably exactly what I said. Oh, thanks, boo. Thanks, boo. That's true. That's true. That's true, though. That's true, though. Um, but like, that's the whole thing. Like, as we come into our power, that place of, and I feel like this is like a really good, like, it's like, I'd love to shift the focus in this way, right? Because it's like, sure. it's like, we dismantle, we take all this stuff away. Like, why? Why the fuck would we do that? What makes it worth it? And that place of like, as I come into this power, I become such a impactful presence. I have like an ability to make choices and make impact in my own self and my dedication to this planet, like the sacred water planet and the people on it and my ability to use my own life force in the creation of that, which I want to be experiencing on this planet. So I'd love to hear you talk about like it's like if the result of this is is the experience and the sitting in the seat of your own power, right? Mm. It's like, why be polyamorous? It's like, because I am who I am and I'm not fighting it anymore. How about that yeah. for an answer? Like, okay, and what does that give me? It gives me peace and calm. That gives me energy. That gives me power in who mm. I am. Then what? <laughs> you mean like from that place? That's like- right. Where do I go? Mm-hmm. I mean, what comes up for me so simply is like, I live my life. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, I live my life. I, um, hmm. and, and I want to like be with that for a second. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, whatever. But it's like, no, like then I live my life. Like then I actually just live without the, <clears throat> without the, the need to, to prove anything or to explain anything or to um, try to even dismantle my own shame around it. Like just what if you just like live your life? And to me in this moment, it feels like a, a radical act because it's hard <laughs> to do that, uh, because I feel like, and I'll, I'll use an I statement here, even though I want to use a we statement, I'm going to use I, and I'm going to say, because I care what people think about me, right? Yeah. Like I will just claim that for myself. And if anyone listening is like, Oh, me too, me too. Okay, me cool. Too. Like, yeah. but you know, I'm just going to own that for myself is that I fucking care what people think. And and 
there's moments where I'm like, I don't care or whatever. I'm just going to, and I put myself out there anyway, but I do care. I care. And there's certain ways that I've let go of, you know, I don't care. I put pictures of myself, you know, half naked all the time on Instagram. And I'm not worried that people are going to judge my body. That's for whatever reason, that's not where my fear comes in at. I'm more, I care about, um, someone thinking that I'm not authentic, someone thinking that I'm just a, you know, a stupid Mm. white woman that isn't aware of her own privilege and just walks through the world like in a really ignorant way. That's more what I'm afraid of. But, but, you know, it's like, but it doesn't really matter. We all are afraid of something in the sense of being judged. And And like hashtag our privilege is being afraid of our privilege. Fucking hashtag privilege. Like, oh Oh my God. I know it's so (laughs) fucking ridiculous, but it's true. Yeah. It's true. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't, like, I'm aware of my privilege. I I need you to know that. And then it's like, "Mm, okay. Okay. It's all, it's all bullshit. But, uh, <laughs> but these are, this is just like, you know, this is just me being raw and honest and like the, the, the ego shit that goes on right yeah, yeah. inside of me, which yeah. is just like, it's fun to uh, navigate. And so, you know, what do I do is that I, I feel like I need to on a con- on a consistent basis, really check in with myself and where I am right now is I've been working with this candle, which is, I work with these candles from a company called House of Intuition, which they're so amazing. It's some of the best magic I've ever worked with. And right now the candle I'm working with is self-love. And, Mm. you know, when I do my meditations in the morning, I I hold the candle and I pray over it. And I say, I say, uh, may I love myself fiercely. May I trust myself deeply. May I honor myself profoundly. I may I respect myself mm. consistently. Mm. And, um, you know, when you, when you decide to work on something, then all the shit comes up around it. And so, you know, that is what has been coming for me lately of like, of like me really, um, questioning, like, what is authentic to me, especially in this day and age of social media and of putting ourselves out there and, you know, in a way that is like authentic, but also it feels like, am I, am I performing? Am I trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, make people like me and all of these things. And, and as I'm putting myself out there again in relationships and dating and all of these things, it's like, I have to be able to come back to myself and to stay firmly rooted and planted in myself with my own anchor and my own sense of self and my own confidence and that confidence, which is a word I feel like we kind of misinterpret sometimes needs to be from a deep knowing of, of who I am and what I am worthy and capable of. Boom. That, (laughs) there you go. That I'm into that. I'm into that. I'm going to do my, I'm going to answer my own leading question. Uh, yes. Two things. So many things, everything you just said. Yes. Boom. I love it. And, uh, you know, that notion or that statement of like, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to live my life. For me, I had journal page after journal page after journal page, year after year after year in my pain body, in my separation of self, where page after page of saying, I just want my life. I want my life to be mine. Like I knew I could feel when I would get close to myself, I could feel the pain of like, it's not mine. Like, it's not mine. And so the, the truth of the radical statement of like, 
gets to be mine. Like that's what I get. Like that's what I get yeah. when I come home to myself is my, my life. So that statement really resonated with me of just being like, yeah, that is really powerful. Second of all, um, the other thing that you do with that, Brittany, is you weave. Mm. You make conscious choices to build the world that you want to see that is equitable, that says that creates freedom for other people to have their own life, mm. to keep each other company. That's what I say. That's what we do. We keep each other company. We're not here to save each other or fix each other or complete each other. We're here to keep each other company. We just take a long walk home and, and the invitation is walk with me. Mm. Right. Walk with me. Or if you don't know where you're going, this is the like teachers, right? If you don't know where you're going and you've been stuck on a loop, follow me for a little bit, have some company. And when you get clear, you know, take your path and like that, like that, like company, just be in good company. And so I want you to talk about, um, I'm like keeping an eye out, like, Got a thing here. I want you to talk about <laughs> the summit, the weaving, because like there's a uh, real boldness of your um, of of these prayers. Like this is, I love it because it's like the micro macro, right? It's like the sure. the place of like this is what you're doing inside, and then that's reflected out um, through your actions, through your choices, where you're putting your money and your research. It's like for those of you who are who are entrepreneurs, you know, putting on a summit is not like a casual like <laughs> side <laughs> gig, you know, like yeah. this is, it's energy, it's focus, it's resources, it's time, it's money. It's like technology, it's technology, it's, it's <laughs> relationships. It's putting yourself out there. Like how many, it's like, I think about like email, you know, like the three touches, like the vulnerability of like, will you, would you join, would you like to join me for this thing? You know, and the boldness of that, the joy of that, the joy of connection. Right. So, so, so it's a lot to show up to and what you're doing and why you're doing it is, is rich to me. And I'd love to hear you speak to that. Sure. Yeah. So I am in, well, depending on when this goes out, but soon, (laughs) uh, April 22nd, it drops. Uh, I am putting together a summit called mystic women rising. Uh, and I I do want to speak that for, for a moment, uh, because I know, um, I am, the focus for this specific summit is for women. Uh, it doesn't mean that um, all people are, are not welcomed to that, uh, but specifically I am focused on uh, holding this space for, for anyone who identifies at any time as, as a woman. Um, and, and I'm doing that because that is what resonates for me. Um, that is not to say that, um, non-binary folks or male-identified folks or anyone can't come and listen and get something out of it. Um, but I just want to speak to that, that, um, cause I, I thought about that and I sat with that and I said, like, am I going to use this? And mm-hmm. what came through was that, yes, um, that is important yep. to, um, to the, to the work that I'm doing uh, right now. Yep. I could change. Um, and so I am interviewing, uh, forts or have interviewed 14 women. Uh, and we are focusing on the topics or the themes of worthiness, boundaries, self-care, vulnerability, sexual wisdom, empowering your voice and reclaiming your power. And then within that, we, you know, I really, when I first, um, had this, I've had, I've wanted to do a summit for years. And when I thought of doing mystic women rising, um, I 
originally really just wanted it to be a space for people to come and learn from each other. And, and I do mean that I, I, yes, there are people that are leaders in what they do, but uh, I, I always believe that um, we are always learning from each other and, and just being in a space where we can share our stories and our feelings and talk about some, some big topics. And I think what it started to, sh- to shift into was, was deeper than I thought it was going to be. And, um, have a, you know, a little bit more of a social justice focus to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some bigger topics came up in, in that during that time, which I'm so grateful about. And so we really are just going to get together and, and dive into all different kind of topics around privilege, around, you know, what the body positivity movement was really about when it was created, um, about vulnerability and equity and, um, codependency and what does that look like? And what does that look like in relationships and, and all kinds of things. And then, you know, we talk about some of the just more kind of fun <laughs> woo woo things like uh, <laughs> essential oils and what essential oils we can use and for different ways of being and self care. Uh, but it also is deep. And so it's not, a, it's not a summit that is sunshine and butterflies and rainbows. We talk about some, some pretty, um, intense topics and traumas. Uh, and so my vision for this summit is really for people that come to it, to use it as a time at seven days and to use it as a time to care for themselves. So almost mm. like a little, like a, you go to a conference, right? So carving out that time in your day to be like, let me, let me be with this material in a way that feels good for me and notice how it lands in my body. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, we do meditations, we do, um, checking in all kind of stuff. And so, yeah, and so that is, that is what the summit is. And it's, uh, runs from April 22nd to April 30th. It is completely free. And I'm really excited to uh, have this manifested through me. Yeah. And I'm in there with you talking yes. about voice. Yes. Talking about empowering your voice. Absolutely. Yeah. On awesome. April 29th. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, yeah. I just really appreciate the integrity and vulnerability of how you walk and what you bring to the world and your willingness to ask hard questions on a public forum. That's legit. That's legit. Thank you. Yeah. It's just scary. I I know. I know. That's why I take (laughs) frequent opportunities to just be like, props, I see you. (laughs) Like, yep, you did that. You fucking did that shit again. Thank you. Thank you. Because things can be misinterpreted so easily. I know. Well, yeah. But this is, you know, this is what, this is what I'm choosing to do. And I think we all have to just honor what comes through us and recognize that, again, coming back to the wanting to be like that not everyone needs to like us. <laughs> Even with this, with the podcast before doing this and getting determined to like be who I am and do what I want and, and, and share that, you know, this understanding of being like, I was so afraid I would be misunderstood. And yes. I just did all this deep work around being like, I will be misunderstood. Like I will, like if I put myself out in front of people, I will be misunderstood. So to like, and it's like, and how will I care for myself when it happens as opposed to thinking that there's anything that I could do yeah, to, to make that not happen. Right. I'm just being like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. And I'll be misunderstood and I will be understood. Mm. I will be understood. Yeah. And, uh, 
and 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 all the while it will be my life mm. that I'm living. Yeah. And I want to say one more thing. It's like what comes through with that is is surrender. Yes. Right? Because you can't um you know, we can try to be as conscious as, as possible and educate ourselves and, and really be aware of, of the impact, you know, not just the intention, but the impact of what we're putting into the world is. And I think that's very important. Um, but at the same time, um, it comes to a point where, um, we just need to surrender to it, you know, and be like, okay, this is yep. what, what has happened. Yep. <laughs> this is, this is, this is the life that I'm living. This is what yeah. it is. It will be food for others, fodder for others. Sure. Nothing to others. And like, and every, and it's my life. So it's everything for me. Yeah. Yeah. So my, I have two closing questions as we Great. wrap up. My second to last closing question is how mm-hmm. and where do you like people to find you? Sure. So um, the easiest is Instagram at Brittany Paul Castro. Uh, that is the place that I do the most talking these days. I'm on Facebook, but it's really not my platform anymore. Um, you can find my blog on there. Uh, it's right in my bio. The link is always there for my blog. Um, also, BrittanyPalacastro.com is probably the other best place. So um, Instagram and then and my website, but you can get to my website through Instagram. So I would say go there and... Yeah, I'm I'm always around and I'm always on stories and I would love to hear from you. Great. Okay. Final question. Okay. All right. So it's a, it's a it's a it's a question with an assumption. So the assumption is that you believe that we are creating another world. We're birthing a new paradigm. We're creating another world. We're man- bringing yes. that into form. Okay, great. So we're there. Yes. We're okay. on, we're on so give us one piece of what that world looks like, tastes like, smells like. Where are we going, Brittany? What do you mm. know? <sighs> okay. Yeah, I need a second for this one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm seeing so many visions. <laughs> take, take, With my eyes closed. Um, take your moment. What's coming through, and this is just like obviously just a small piece, but what's coming through is... Um, is equitable pleasure. <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah, just this, this space where we can all truly experience our own um, bliss in a way that is celebrated and authentic. Um, that's kind of the, the end, the end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that in that is this idea that that takes work and that takes work in different ways for different people. And that that is truly recognized and that those that are in a space of um, more privileged start to own that and that we can really um, move together in a way that allows pleasure to be in all the ways that that can be um, manifested in the ways that are include feeling safe and feeling healthy and feeling mm-hmm. fed and feeling nourished 
um, and so that we can come into those other spaces of, of pleasure, which feel in some ways for some people just as important um, to really achieve that, that joy. So I do feel like that's why we're here. All of us, all of us. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Like what did I just say? I don't know. <laughs> it worked. It worked right. You did it. I just, I just saw like an oasis. Like everybody was like, woo. I'm like, well, that's not really realistic, but okay. <laughs> Fuck realistic. What's realistic about the world that we live in now? It's bananas. It's batshit crazy. It's the craziest shit. When I think about it, it's the craziest shit, Brittany. An oasis where people are like fed and healthy and well and the resources that are abundant and overflowing that we're literally tripping over it constantly, that those are equitably shared and that people are well. That's the sanest shit there is. It's I guess so in my, sane. Yeah. In my vision, we were all naked. So maybe that's why it felt a little. Okay. Well, like you and I are definitely there. That's like. I was like, well, let me just make sure that. Except, you know what I mean? Like it's equitable. So like people who don't want to be naked, they are dancing in a different oasis where they're Although covered. Although everybody was naked. No. You're saying it was the whole globe and everyone was naked. Everybody was naked. You know what I love about that? The be- right. No, I mean, some, right? In some places. That's why I was like, that might not be completely real off stuck. <laughs> Maybe because it's not everybody's preference. I don't need exactly. everybody's preference to have my preference. But I am saying in a part of the oasis where everyone has their fully embodied and expressed uh, well-being, <sighs> some of us are naked and having a lot of ceremonial sex to very loud music. So... Just saying. Just saying. I'm just saying. Some of <laughs> us are having that experience. Others, not so much. And uh, and they're really well where they are as too. Like, but exactly. really, really. And I get, I'm going to bring it all the way back around and say the metaphor that's not a metaphor mm. of everyone is naked and in ecstatic pleasure. Yeah. They're vulnerable. They're exposed. They're safe. There's no posturing, and be mm. it and and they're in ecstatic pleasure. That's yeah. the st- when you tell me that vision, that's what I see, and then I'm how sure. that really manifests or takes form to each their own is the whole point, right? Yeah, that's the beauty of that vision of like let us be naked and in ecstatic pleasure, and may each <laughs> of us have that in the way that is is true, is our own true well being and nakedness and our well well being and our ecstatic pleasure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your visioning and your seeing and your sharing and your being and your storytelling and your loving and your weaving and your changing. Mm. And I offer everyone, myself and Brittany and you, darling listener, I offer you my blessings of acknowledgement as that which was passes through time space and that which is is honored and recognized and treasured as precious and temporary and infinite and that which is coming is well and whole and freely given we are all if we I don't know if you can the offer if you'd like it is to lean into the the possibility, the potentiality of being divinely prospered. So be well, take care of yourself, and with that overflow, take care of each other. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right. Goodbye, loves. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. (laughs) Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Oh. <laughs> Y'all know you need to hear that though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.